0: Hey everybody, welcome to Read, Watch, Play. I'm Justin. I'm Cleo. I'm James.
1: And I'm Caroline.
0: And on this episode, we're going to be talking about The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask.
2: Specifically for 3DS. Because it is a little different from the N64 version. There it's are some... Yeah, it was more different than a I expected. Yeah, differences. it was... Like, looks-wise, look, good lord, it looks so much better. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. yes. I hadn't, and I hadn't remembered how they i mean how old like majora's mask looked cause, like and then i looked i looked up videos on youtube to try to remember. cuz i i had played it back when it came out but oh my god it just looks it looks so good on a 3DS they,
0: they smoothed everything so well it's like when you go back and and play majora's mask on n64 it, like it's just like noticeably blocky yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like very une like i don't know yeah
3: so um majora's mask is the i want to say it's the second 3d zelda game mm-hmm, um, yes after ocarina
2: of time yeah
3: Yeah. came out i think the year after ocarina of time or at least very very shortly after the whole shtick to it was to to make a zelda game very quickly and inexpensively by reusing assets um so which makes it kind of this weird like really kind of experimental like remix of what you know looking back is kind of considered one of the best games ever made by a lot of people um which is just it like what a weird ballsy premise for a game
0: yeah but and to think of nintendo being weird and ballsy after like the last 12 years yeah is just
3: yeah but it really kind of a cult favorite but so the whole whole premise to the game is at the beginning of the game you've got link kind of the series protagonist and gets kind of stopped and ends up in this alternate reality or just like place deep some, in the woods, yeah. Like some place
0: that is not Hyrule. It does seem, like at least the beginning of it, seems to play directly out of the end of,
3: yes. of, uh, of Ocarina, uh, Ocarina of Time. Time. Yeah. Um, but you end up in in Termina mm-hmm. with this whole kind of conceit of all of your stuff has been stolen by the Skull Kid, the game's antagonist. antagonist. Um, and as you go through, you find yourself in this town that is... Three days away from this carnival, and as you go through these three days that happen in like semi semi real time, where one second real time is a minute in game, um, so you go through these seventy two hours and you find out that the moon is crashing into the world. Um, and as you go, you eventually find a way to reset yourself back to the dawn of that first day. And so over the course of the game, you need to go through find get as much of a particular task done as you can in those 72 minutes and then just hope that you got to a point where you've made some sort of progress that you can pull through because you lose almost all of your items and all of your progress and everything, any kind of progress in any quests that have done, when you reset to the beginning of the first day, is is totally set back
2: even when you clear a boss the boss is back once you reset
3: yeah the
0: like that's one of the craziest things to me is like you know Zelda games are all about like forward progress and you're you have a set of dungeons you need to get through all the dungeons once you get through all the dungeons you have all the stuff you need to go like beat the final boss and while those like main tenants stay true in this game the idea that like I'm gonna beat this dungeon and then I have to reset time to have time to do the rest of it and when I do that the dungeon is going to like not have been beaten anymore in the current timeline that i'm playing
3: it is just like
0: so like sort of off kilter i guess for a zelda game
3: yeah and it really changes the way that you go about like going into a dungeon like that it's it's not just like all right yeah do i have like a few fairies and bottles whatever and it turns much more into just like okay well like here's everything that i need to get done and like all right well it took me like this amount of time to like open the dungeon up now i should go back and fly back to Clocktown and reset the time so you have as much time as possible because if you hit that hard you know end of the final day you just have to reset yeah and it makes it really makes for um that kind of like boxing in effect as you approach uh the end of a day Mm -hmm. you know and it gets that gets super intense even if you're not really doing something even if it's like the end of the first day you know, you've got plenty of time left, but you just see that start coming in and it just cut to that black screen and oh, just just like the, the bum bum Tiny. just dawn yeah. of the second <laughs> the day the lawn order yeah. sound. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> but
2: um, yeah. it's like a very intense version of Groundhog's Day. A very intense Groundhog. Where you day, have absolutely. to do something, you just kind of very set your weird. own task to do Weirder. during these 3 days and those 3 days those 3 days pass by really fast. Even with the inverted song of time, they pass by real fast. Yes, they do.
1: But we should also talk about the masks seeing as how the word well the word the phrase majora's mask is the title of the game another key aspect of the game besides the time which is yeah like unarguably the biggest like device in this game um, the masks are really cool absolutely my favorite one lets you talk to animals
2: oh the oh the tra- <laughs> mask of truth yeah,
1: yeah
0: sorry yeah there's a um yeah so i mean mask collecting is the other like huge part of the game you you start the game you know, you run into the mask salesman. Like, at the once you get through the, the like, introductory sequence, you run into the mask salesman mm, from Ocarina of character. Time. And he, like, clues you into what's going on and, like, basically tells you to save the world and get his mask back.
2: Yeah, there's, um, like, a the cursed mask that's been stolen by the Skull Kid, and that's technically the thing that's kind of... is manipulating the Skull Kid into be, being a little bit more devious than he usually is. So... Um,
0: mass collecting ends up becoming like the major tenet of the game. Like in the previous Zelda games when, or in Ocarina of Time at least, when transformations were very important when you would become Goron Link or you would become Zora Link and that stuff. Now... It's, did you even, did those things happen in Ocarina or no. did you get, you just mm-hmm.
2: got outfits, right? You got outfits. Yeah. You got the green tunic, which is like normal, red right. tunic. So you can live, like be in the hot, the fire. Do the stuff bowls. that Gorons yeah. can do. And, and the then blue, the blue, tunic you can to, breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So in
0: this, the, that you get masks, which are physical manifestations of, of like actual people mm-hmm. in the world of Termina. And when you put on these masks, you take on their quality. So you can transform into this Zora Mikau and you can transform into a Goron.
1: The master of dead people. Too. Yeah, yes. very two. specifically. Say, yeah. Like, they're
2: dead. Death they're dead. is a very prominent theme in this game. <laughs> yeah, which for Zelda, I mean, Zelda King always get dark in their titles, right? And like various Zelda games do get dark. This is by far the darkest, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah.
3: this game at its lightest is it's kind of on par with a lot of the other points of like most
0: of the other Zelda games. Yeah,
3: right? it. We, and it's just every story too, like every side quest, the main quest, everything, especially. I feel like the darkest part is getting through one of those side quests. It's like, oh, yeah, I did this. I helped these people. They're better now. Oh, but it's like the end of the third day. Got to go back to the first day. And then you see them again, and they're sad again. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't actually solve their problem. You right. only solved you, it you in get
0: that timeline. The, you get the end result, right? Like, a lot of these will, like, result in you getting a, a special mask or a special item. Yeah. And you'll get your thing, and that thing will carry over with you into the, the like, reset timeline. But none of those people will make any progress. It's just, like, crushingly depressing. Guilt I is
2: a major emotion that plays heavily into this game absolutely um because you can help someone i remember playing through as a kid because i i played this game originally when it came out in what like 99 so i was yeah, 2000 I, I think actually 2000 okay so i was either like 9 or 10 years old um and i would played ocarina ocarina of time was probably the game that mo- got me like most into gaming um because i played through that with my dad i also played majora's mask with my dad and i just remember there are certain there were certain side quests that will make you feel guiltier than others because it, you know, has to do with helping people. Um, and I would just, like, my OCD <laughs> habits kicked in even as a kid. And, like, every, for instance, every night at midnight on the first day, there was something I just needed to do. Even if, like, mm-hmm. even if it had nothing to do with what else I was trying to accomplish during this particular three-day span of time. Like, I had to show up at this place at midnight on the first day or else I would feel horrible. Yeah um before
1: we get too dark i want to ask what did everybody name their characters oh yeah that's
2: uh, very important i I
0: use my own name and whenever i'm given the opportunity to name a character unless i think the name is incredibly central to the story which for zelda games i've kind of let fall by the wayside um i will i'll just name them my own name except for pokemon games
1: i i named him link
2: link Dingus. dingus (laughs) oh my god it's already a dark game i needed some light in there that's great so it's like, oh, young man named Dingus. Is that what you said? You have a reservation at stockpot in Mr. Dingus. Like,
1: <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna use that for the next time. Not actually because I am like terrified of not naming a character Link like, in Zelda <laughs> games. I think it's like. A I was curse. just waiting for
0: that to, to we'll talk spread out to everywhere else. It, so it was like, yeah, I name my Final Fantasy characters Link. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I name everywhere all my Sims Link.
1: Link. My yeah, my Link. Link uh, is their first and last name in The Sims. Uh, mayor <laughs> Link for Animal Crossing. Right. That's uh, he's uh, the mayor of Hyrule, of course. Of course. Um, no, I'm kidding. But,
3: but
1: yeah, okay. I'm glad we got that because I knew Cleo would have a really good one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I guess I'm just self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I I used to. Again, it's kind of like that. Everyone knows that character is Link, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you always know that's Link, but. I needed him to be Dingus this time <laughs> for my own, like, well-being.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, this was... So, you were saying that this game, or that Ocarina of Time was the one that got you into gaming, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, I had a Sega Genesis before then, but, I mean, I got the N64 right be- And then... And I played, like, Super Mario and stuff, and I was really into that. But then Ocarina of right. Time was really the game that changed everything. Yeah. Majora, and...
1: Majora's Mask was that for me, because, like, I had been playing... Um, the original super smash bros and i think mm-hmm. i played like lion king on my yeah. friend's genesis like genesis. a couple of times but nothing i never really level. played any like narrative game from start to finish and then my brother and i did that with we actually did that with ocarina of time but i don't remember it at all so i don't even count it but um we did it with majora's mask and i actually remember playing that and now playing it again as a 22 year old i'm like what the fuck did i play (laughs) i'm like this is definitely a formative influence of some sort because i'm fucking messed up and this game is fucking messed up like oh my god it's just like death everywhere depression everywhere um horror themes like everything is terrifying if it's not creepy like
2: yeah
1: it's creepy at the least and just like nightmare inducing at the worst (laughs) Really I intense.
0: love it though. <laughs> I do have one question for everybody that that we can put in this section, which is: uh, Does everybody have a favorite song? Oh,
1: oh shit! I'm, mm. I'm
0: yes, because th- I have one like right off the bat, like the
2: song of storms. Oh my god, just gonna say yeah. that. Is yeah. the best. My favorite. I would say unique to Majora's Mask. I mean, Oath of Order is really. not yeah, I like ooh, that. Song of cool. Healing song of is healing that's is nice. like the theme song of like Majora's Mask. I'd say. Yeah. Um, I also
1: like. Um, is it just called Epona's Song or Epona? How do you pronounce it? Epona. Epona. Yeah, it's Epona's oh, yeah. Song. Um, yeah. I've been saying that wrong my entire life. <laughs> so I will never say that name ever again in this podcast because I will not pronounce it right. Um, but that one is a classic and I like it too. Honestly, yeah. let's
2: also just say Koji Kondo as a composer for video uh, for yeah. Nintendo. So I mean, he's done like so many, like all, just, <laughs> all the games. He's just
0: amazing, man.
2: And yeah. I, Zelda soundtracks are what got me into video game music which is not now like a huge part of my life. And so it's just.
1: Do you want to go to the Zelda Symphony later? <gasps> yes. I, I went before.
2: Like I went before and it's so good. Yeah. Remember. That's definitely right, well, a recommended James, yeah. experience. Yeah, it's a little, All right. Podcast trip. It's so good. They did a Majora's Mask suite last time, which is not on the CD, which came with Skyward Sword. And I'm not going to lie. I nerd cried during the symphony. I like shed tears.
0: I love it. I'm it was excited. so good. Yeah, I'm pretty jazzed. I, Actually, I missed this game it last, makes cry a last time because I couldn't find anybody to go with me because nobody likes Zelda.
2: <laughs> I went with my mom because she like I grew up and she like watched me playing this game and so it also like means something to her. Mm. Um and she really likes music, so it's
1: a good trip with it's your mom. such a great game. Like what uh, kids who grew up now, like is Zelda as important now as it was in the 90s and the early 2000s? I
0: I just don't think of it as like a thing that kids play the way we did. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm not so around a lot of kids.
1: To be honest, I see more like smaller kids playing like Call of Duty and Halo now than I do like Zelda or Super Mario, which is like a little depressing. I mean, not really because it's like an evolution, right? Yeah, nothing's ever gonna stay the same. But, like, oh, man, we had such a good time. They would have had such a good time. I just feel bad for them, really.
2: And I know people say, like, there's some people who are like, oh, I don't need another Zelda game. It's the same thing over and over again. I don't believe that it is the same thing over and over again. And I want them to continue making Zelda games for for as long as I live, at least. I mean,
0: like, you can apply that to, like, every franchise. Yeah. Like every Zelda game has been an evolution from the, from the last. Every Zelda game has played with the formula in a re, in at least a compelling way. I mean, look at Wind Waker. Like Wind Waker is my second favorite Zelda game and that just like turned the the typical Zelda ness on its head. Like it's just wildly different from everything else.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, this game playing through this made me want to replay all the other Zelda games very badly. Yeah.
1: I still have to finish Wind Waker.
2: Wind Waker is really amazing. This is being at the ocean, and it's just great also. I got really
1: frustrated with, actually, the sailing aspect, and that's why I stopped playing. Because I was just like, I'm sick of trying to find shit in the ocean. (laughs) So I, like, threw the controller down. I have, like, the Wind Waker version of the Wii U. Like, that was, like, my whole reason for getting it. I was like, I'm going to get the HD remake. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love this game. And then I, like, quit because I was so frustrated. But I do love... um, the most recent one that I've played, besides Majora's Mask, is Sky or not Skyward Sword. Uh, Link Between Worlds. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. which
0: is yeah. Also so good.
1: Speaking of like compelling ways of shaking up the Zelda formula, that was pretty great too. Yeah. Sorry. Sidebar.
3: Yeah. yeah. We uh, we could do a whole just like yeah, special edition Zelda. Zelda podcast. We love Shigeru Miyamoto.
1: Twenty four seven.
3: Yeah, but so I don't. Know, I it seems like I would say just from our our general conversation. Positive on Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah. I think Definitely. I think
1: Majora's Mask is necessary to play the same way that some movies are necessary to watch. Like if you like video games, Majora's Mask is both historic and really great, and you just like need to play it.
0: Yeah, it's just it's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. as as a piece of as a as a piece of
2: I don't know, art. It's probably yeah. my. It's honestly probably my favorite game of all time, Zelda or non-Zelda.
1: Wow, not had a full boyfriend.
2: Hadaful Boyfriend Boyfriend's a close second. <laughs> Had a full Boyfriend has a special place in my heart. Okay, it
0: well, is definitely my favorite Zelda game of all time. It's it's in my top games of all time, but I can't really. I have like a you know a group of games. I can't really rank above the others. They're all yeah. just like up there.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, some it's just everyone sometimes has like a game or a set of games where they just they played a really pivotal role in your life, kind of, or like when you're in your childhood. And this is one of them for me.
1: Same.
3: So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, an interesting lead into the next question I was going to ask you, Cleo. You were the one who suggested this game um, for us to do this month. I mean, is, is that a lot of the reason? Was there more to it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I was really interested to see, because I haven't played Ocarina of Time on the 3DS yet. And I was really interesting interested to see what the differences were. Hmm. Um, and it had been a long time, even though this is one of my favorite games, it's been a long time since I played it. And I knew that all of us, everyone sounded like they were up for it. Um, and they're really into it and I don't know, I, <laughs> the dark themes <laughs> drew me in again um, and I just wanted to see also kind of how my 25 year old self kind of would see those stories now because uh, I was a morbid child <laughs> as well <laughs> and I, I understood a lot what was going on but maybe not everything and so I wanted to see what now I would take away from it as an adult. Yeah, it was selfish reasons. <laughs> selfish,
1: <laughs> but we totally indulged you because it was selfish for all of us. Yeah,
3: I think I remember when we discussed. I think all of us were like secretly hoping yeah, that we were going to come. We were going like, to play next right? one. It was just <laughs> like if I have to pick a game, I'm going to do Majora's Mask. I think we all got really excited when Cleo said, "What if we did Majora's Mask?"
1: Whoever's picking the game for next month is going to be like, "Guess what, Caroline? You have to finish Wind Waker," and I'm going to be like, "Fuck." <laughs>
2: This is
0: gonna be. This is gonna become read, watch, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> pretty much,
2: I would. I would have enough to say for that. Should we uh, start going into spoiler territory? <laughs> well, or? actually, before we get too well, far, yes.
3: speaking of speaking of next month, um, uh, next month I'm actually choosing the game, so we're gonna be playing a game called Her Story. Um, came out pretty recently. I think you can get it on. I know you can get it on your computer, but I think it's also on like iOS, maybe Android. Hard to it say. It is definitely on iOS. Definitely not Android. Yeah, definitely iOS. Um, I have heard that you're better off playing it on a computer, but uh um, cool game made by a very small group of people. The whole shtick is it's that you are essentially kind of sat down in front of a, um, like a computer terminal that gives you access to police records for a particular case. Um, and you type in a search term and you get the top five videos pertaining to that term. Um, and this will then let you watch these video snippets and the goal and all of these videos are from a single interview with one young woman um and as you go through this database you kind of slowly but surely figure out what the the actual events of a crime that had been had taken place um that this interview is related to um i've heard a lot of people comparing it to things like uh like the first season of True Detective um, or just in general, any kind of like sort of like research project. Um, and that that had kind of been like a lot of the idea for the game. Um, so it's supposed to be really interesting and different and something kind of new and out there. So fingers crossed on that one. I'm just not the one who picked the first bad one. <laughs> but um, so with that said, are we ready to move into... Spoilers for Majora's Mask. Yeah,
1: yeah. so but if if it.
0: there's anyone you know listening who still hasn't played it and and does want to avoid the rest of this talk, go out and pick up a three DS, pick up Majora's Mask. You know, right about now. Go uh, and play it,
1: or I'll hate you forever.
0: We're we're also talking about a fifteen year old game, so if uh, if you guys are all game to listen, that would, that's awesome.
2: So, first of all, with the guilt thing I was mentioning earlier, so that thing at midnight on the first day. The grandmother, The right? grandmother. Oh, yeah. Is it Sakon or Sakon?
0: I, w- I, s- I pronounced it Sakon because he so has a thing thief. for stealing sacks.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> so Sakon the thief, every night at midnight on the first day, or every um, midnight on the first day will steal this old grandmother's uh, sack of bombs for her store um, in North Clocktown and that... Like, this, the sound that the grandmother makes when she's, like, hit to the ground, she's like, ah, I can't even, you know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying, It's horrible. Like, yeah. she's, like, this old lady, this old grandmother who's been, like, hit to the ground. And that, as a child, I felt, now I'm, like, more like, okay, this is, like, I need to get through, like, the stuff. But as a kid, I had to save her every single time, regardless of what right. else I had to do. Like, clearing right, so a that's temple. Like, you're in the care, middle of a temple. Do you this. would leave and do that? And yeah. Oh my God. T- wow. It was, like, and part of that is, like, I have a thing about old people. That's like one of my I hate old like people. the weirdest no, no. Thing ever said on this podcast. <laughs> it's well, like it's just I have a lot of I don't know. I feel I'm very emotionally affected by anything having to do with old people, especially old people who are sad or in peril or anything. So, um... that's definitely like one of my vulnerabilities there. Uh, but yeah, what about you guys? Did anybody else have a thing that they feel particularly guilty about when mm. they don't? Well,
0: I guess. There wasn't anything that I necessarily felt guilty about, like, like repeatedly, I, I guess. But the I think the quest line that, like, hit me the hardest mm-hmm. in it needing to reset is Andrew and Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because, like, you spend, like, three days, like, just reuniting this, this couple who are so, like, madly in love with each other. And so, first off, you managed to accomplish that despite the fact that, that Cafe is still a child. Yeah. and they decide to get married anyway
3: so like props well has for context has been turned into a child yes yeah sorry he's he been, been <laughs> yeah. emotionally you he haven't already, adult. Yeah. this was not he was that cursed, was he was a grown man who was cursed <laughs> and
0: turned into a child but uh i mean the idea you know is that like if if the masks magic is lifted he would probably become an adult again mm. and and yeah. that but like the idea that unless you do that quest line at the very is that's the last thing you do and you go from that quest line which ends about an hour and a half before the world is supposed to end Mm -hmm. uh and go from that to like the end of the game if you reset the day after you do that then all of that work goes for nothing they never get reunited cafe ends up like i mean not dying at the end of the world but like i don't know It's, like, the idea is that they're prepared for the world to end, and they're just, like, they they marry each other, like, in secret in Andrew's bedroom, and are, like, wait there for the moon to crash into the earth so they can die together. Like, it's depressing, and then when you can't fix anything after you reset it, it's just awful.
2: You had an hour before? Because, like, I got to Andrew's room to help, like, because Andrew and Cafe, that's my favorite side quest in Majora's Mask, and it's, it's maybe the thing I think of first when I think of Majora's Mask, um it was again like something from my childhood that I was just like very for some reason this really fascinated me and right. like drew me in um but for me when I finished when I got out of this Sakon's hideout with the mat which again like going through that over and over again I kept fucking that part up like pushing blocks in horrible places and yeah. not being able to get the mat in time <laughs> um but I I went back to Andrew's room to like wait for cafe he shows up like 2 minutes before the moon's about to hit yeah, I mean,
0: I, I was speaking in game time.
2: So, like, in-, in No, but I had, like, the five-minute countdown going. Right.
0: That's, like, in-world, it's, like, 4.30 a.m. And the oh, okay, game yeah. ends at 6 a.m., right? and But that's actually, like, a minute and a half yeah. before it it's actually going to, like, blow up.
2: But, yeah, so we have, like, the room. That's the thing also. Third day, the sure. ground is shaking oh, constantly. You're in a temple and you still feel that, like, happening. Yep it's really the music for the third day of clock in yeah. clock town is so depressing it's just sped up
0: the sped up regular music, but it's sped up at, just to the point where it's like anxiety inducing
2: and terrifying. And like you it's... hear like these under like these, like these dark notes being played underneath yeah. everything else.
1: It's like the sound of the moon. Yeah. I it's remember creepy.
2: when it was like the Mayan calendar countdown. I think someone set up like, a Oh combo, yeah. Like, right. That was a countdown. It's like dawn of the final day. And everyone was like, Oh my God, <laughs> that was fantastic. But I think yeah.
1: The thing that made me feel most guilty—this is probably gonna be not what you guys would think it is—but it's the cows. It's the cows and the aliens. I don't know what oh, it is yeah. about that. Yeah. I think it's because I remember that so specifically from when I played as a kid. Right. That when I do it as an adult, I'm just like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck! It's the fucking aliens, and the cows, and they gotta shoot things with arrows. Like it gave me such anxiety. And then like any time I wasn't doing that afterwards, I was just thinking like, man, those cows are gone like, new cycle.
0: Romani Ranch is ruined.
1: Yep. Yeah. That whole ranch is totally gone. And it's, like, it's, you know, cows and ranches and stuff are things that are in, like, every Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, if that's not there, it's, like, what even is this world? Like, this is, like, totally foreign to me to have a Zelda game and there's no cows. (laughs) You
0: know what just crossed my mind about that, too, is that, like, there's a... Earlier in the game, you have to wait until the third day when the guy has cleared the boulder so you can get into Romani Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's just a house there, right? Like, the barn's gone, there's no cows, right? And then, also, but the biggest thing is that uh Epona's not there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Which means, like, the alien's probably either killed or abducted your horse. Oh,
1: shit, don't say that. Right?
0: And it's just, like, <laughs> like but you end up, like, when you're able to go back there on the the first day, later later on, once you get the powder keg and all that stuff, then, like, you can get Napona and then you have her for the rest of the game. But, like... Yeah, the aliens, like, abduct your horse.
2: So, yeah, one weird thing, because Lon Lon Ranch and all the, like, milk stuff is so, like, this is, like, a Zelda thing, right? You yeah. Know? I drank yeah. so much milk while playing this game. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I felt the need to. I was like, oh, God. And I'm lactose intolerant, so that's not even, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was just, like, self-inflicted. No, I had lactate milk. But, um, <laughs> but still, I was like, I need to drink milk while playing this part, like, when I was doing all this stuff in, in the stuff and in on the ranch. But, um... The grandmother has a picture of a UFO in her room. I noticed. So in, weird. Uh, really? in? Yeah. In, yeah. Angie's grandmother. Has I never like noticed. The fact
1: that there are even aliens in Majora's Mask is like just it's totally so glossed over. Yeah. So,
2: like- I'm so good at archery in Majora's Mask. <laughs> I'm the Katniss Everdeen of Majora's Mask.
1: But you can't swim for shit. So.
2: No, I can't swim at but all. But nobody can swim, so no no one it's can fine. Swim no oh. Swimming's difficult. Yeah,
3: that might be actually just something worth worth talking about. Like, I... As much as I'm ready to heap praise upon this game, there are a few things that just have not just aged clunky. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like even in the in the remaster, um, I, we all agreed that swimming is rough, even even as a Zoro, when you can swim better. Yeah, but like and rolling around as a Goron, especially on like anything oh slim God. or where you have to turn, oh, anything yes. that oh involves my God. Turning. turning, what the fuck. But I loved rolling as a Goron. It's great for in straightaways, like Every but, oh,
0: In like every sense.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I just always You enjoy didn't that. mind that one? Hey. I have more power to you. Um, some of the bosses, like the first boss was all right. The second boss was really cool, I thought. I love the second
2: boss. But what, oh, Is it's... the
1: second boss the rolly one?
3: Yeah. yeah the yeah. second yeah. boss is the rolly. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and, uh, then, and then three the
2: when you're third underwater one. Third was a little
1: frustrating oh, oh that's that... when I started
2: to get frustrating okay. yeah Let that me was tell just you, like all archery
1: how much anxiety water bosses give me because it is the most fucking anxiety i have such deep fear of like deep sea and then also zelda in particular like every boss in majora's mask is like ginormous right yeah so big and you're so tiny and like yep. I think it affected me more on the N sixty four actually than it did on the DS because it is like a handheld and smaller and I can yeah. physically hold it in my hand and remind myself that I'm bigger than it. <laughs> <laughs> but like all of those boss battles, even if they're easy, it's just like going into the like end of the temple and the, it just gives me like so much uh, stress. <laughs> yeah,
3: the yeah. really bad one though, Twin oh, Mold. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. that yeah, the, the boss of that fourth temple when. Like the first like serpent is not that bad. No. You shoot the eyes, it's regular old Zelda boss, like not not a problem. Right. And then you know the second you're like, all right, you know, I'm feeling okay for this. Oh my god, just the number of times you have to beat on that like flying snake thing is I, yeah.
2: I had the 5 uh, minute countdown going towards the end of that battle too and I was like, I'm not going to uh, make it. How many <laughs> times do I have awful. to like cuz you're so slow as giant oh, link. Yeah. You're so slow. Oh my God! Yeah, that was a battle that never ended. So to it a frustrating point. Like, yeah, that needed to be at least like one, like round of hitting him shorter.
3: Yeah, because it's like four, right? Yeah, it's you have to you yeah. have to throw him four times, which is weird like because slime, it's man. a video game. So you think just three, and then when that and doesn't work, Zelda all Zelda's are the one broken.
0: That, like, yeah, created that three yeah. hits is like yeah.
3: three sequences is how many
0: times you need to
1: beat a boss.
2: A yeah, like it's yeah. always
1: three stages and it's three hits each time.
3: And then when that doesn't happen, you're just like, wait, how much more of this do well, I have? Also, like, Could like it be of five only Zelda games that isn't about the Triforce?
1: Yeah, yeah and it doesn't have
0: Ganon as
3: the enemy, yeah. which is
1: cool. I love it.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I, particularly because I, I guess the implication is that Ganon and the Triforce. I Zelda's
2: not in it, is she? She's at the very beginning. She's no. like i'm because it's kind of it's, it's like a the hyalian zelda
0: right like Hyrulyan, it's like her from ocarina yeah like, talking yeah. to
3: Link, just like telling Link to like, oh, go yeah. away yeah like go find go find your well, she's like sad that like, he's, he's leaving. leaving
2: like do you really i think she's like do you really have to go yeah and i think isn't the because he's looking for an old friend isn't the old friend supposed to be like navi yeah i thought yeah. it was navi yeah um but, that's what yeah.
1: i read on the internet least. That's I, don't what it I, like. I don't know if yeah. I picked that up from canon very much. That would
2: I mean, be my guess assumption, but yeah, I wasn't the implication
0: sure. is yeah. that he's looking for a friend. It's like, well, Link doesn't have any friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's
0: that? I mean it's, it's gotta be like Navi a, or Sarah, right? Yeah. Sarah. And it wasn't she just a
3: sage? Like she just went with all the other sages. Yeah. Like it yeah. yeah. So you, you would have known that. She's but, off in
2: like the astral plane now. Yeah. Speaking so of oh.
1: Navi, I did not realize that the two um things, Fairies. Yeah, fairies. fairies, thank you. Jesus. We're called Tattle, tattle and, and Tail, tail. until yeah. age twenty two. Like eight year old Caroline was just like Pff, whatever, and I didn't realize those are weird their names. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Pff, those are spelled funny. <laughs> and now at twenty two, I'm like, huh, I get it. Because this whole game is about like, well, first of all, it's about death and guilt, but thirdly, it's about mischief. I like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, because like, because the Skull Kid, like his pranks start out fairly harmless.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the
2: mask just, like, steadily corrupts him yeah. throughout. Oh, that
1: mus- mask is so fucking creepy.
2: Yeah, because that mask is not really... Skull Kid's just, like, a kid who's fucking around. He's,
0: yeah, he's in, uh, like, a forest imp.
2: Yeah, he's a because yeah, yeah. Yeah. you see Skull Kid's in the other games. Yeah. Um, But it's just this mask, and then... That mask is the devil. Yeah. Both
1: in-game and in real life. <laughs> like, I'm legitimately terrified of that design, even though it lives on my DS forever now. I
2: think I'm going to point out, <laughs> at this point... The um there's a creepy pasta story right. about um I don't know if it's called Ben drowned but as what everyone refers to it as um it's about Majora's Mask on the N64 and it's like kid gets um like a some kind of bootleg type copy uh and the game is basically haunted and like doing all sorts of crazy shit so it's accompanied by like YouTube videos okay um it's really fun uh, I think he did like a ARG based on it as well the guy who wrote it
0: um man creepypasta is so cool
2: yeah this one is my favorite creepypasta and it's just like if you love majora's mask it has to do with the um the elegy of emptiness statues also which are inherently It's so yeah. scary yeah so i i definitely recommend taking a look at that if you like scary stories and the dark aspects of majora's mask because i feel that that played really well into <laughs> everything we're already terrified of in the game yeah
1: speaking of like the the statues, I just want to take a moment to reflect on, like, the design of this game, like, the aesthetic design, just because every other Zelda game, even if it was, like, a more, like, mature physically Link, like an older Link, they're still kind of, like, cute, right? And even, like, Twilight Princess, which is, like, in Twilight and Shadow and, like, stuff, that's still cute. Like, I think Minda, I think I would qualify her as cute. And even, like, the scary parts of it, they were scary, but, like, I don't know, still cute. (laughs) Hard to say in any other word. Yeah. Like this, the designs in Majora's Mask are just downright creepy. Like there are several masks that are terrifying, and the transformations when you put on the oh mask, god, yeah, are creepy as shit. They're yeah, see, so terrifying.
0: I even like thought about that a lot less because I skipped them. Like after the first couple times, like I was just always like mashing a yeah. to skip the. Animations. I skipped them
1: because I was scared of them.
0: I mean, I just yeah. skipped them because I was like, well, this is a waste of ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like not only are like is the transformation like the way it's animated and all that just like kind of terrifying but link also like screams in yeah. pain yeah like and every time bowls, he transforms it's
3: and it's just like yeah
1: oh poor link
3: like especially with the zora
2: mask oh, i don't God, know if it's just the eyes way, yeah
3: and it's just kind of that like drawn like yeah, vampire like, face kind of thing and yeah and
2: yeah but it's not a pleasant experience for him when he transforms
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking of some of like that kind of like towing the line between like creepy and cute that's in Twilight Mm -hmm. Princess. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like for me, one of the better ones of that in this game is just in a lot of ways, because he's kind of your first introduction to this is the mask salesman, where you're not really sure how this is going to go. And there's this guy and he's not that weird because you've seen him in the other game. You're like, I know you and you're doing kind of the same thing, but he's also distinctly off. Yeah. There's something very strange. Those jump cuts. Was yeah, good. those weird jump cuts. Oh my god,
1: cuts. the jump cut at the end, too. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, it'll creep me out.
3: But my favorite thing about those jump cuts is when he decides to teach you the Song of Time, and it's jump cut to him with a giant organ that <laughs> yeah. wasn't there before. <laughs> and then well, it just he comes whips out
0: back. He whips out his organ the way that uh, Goron Link and, like uh Deku Link and, yeah. and Zoro Link like pull out their instruments out of nowhere like Link is notorious for like pulling items that like out of nowhere they make making yeah, no sense space. all the time yeah but like like Goron Link just pulls out it like just materializes <laughs> a giant like set of drums
3: yeah but this is an organ that fills the room yeah. that he just hangs out in
0: but
1: ah, he's super creepy his
2: eyes again like when yeah. he gets mad oh he gets mad get those evil eyes oh, just my yeah. God. man the
1: worst And, like, even still, when you beat the game and everyone's like, oh, the the evil left the mask. I'm like, I don't fucking know if it did. (laughs) I don't. I genuinely don't know. I honestly think that the mask salesman is the true antagonist of this game. Like, what the fuck? Why did
3: he just have this thing? Why
1: did he have it? And he just, like, suddenly, like, oh, the Skull Kid lost it. But, like, secretly, he just wants to see this whole town get trashed. He wants to see the whole world get trashed. And then he's like, oh the mask isn't evil now I just guess I gotta move on to the next town like that's what he's gonna do yeah. he's gonna take all his masks and go to the next town and try and sell them some poor kid's gonna steal the skull mask and the Majora's mask again and shit's gonna go and hit the fan
2: yeah oh <laughs> man this game I mean this game is also it's just kind of a lonely experience right yeah. cause you're, you're in it alone I play a lot of Bioware games where you have like a bunch of people with you all the time right yeah. so it's less like scary cause you have these people with you and then Zelda, you have your fairy, right? But, like, you can't choose, like, when to talk. You can't just, like, be like, fairy, can we talk? Taddle, can we <laughs> yeah. talk right now? Um, yeah, I, need I need comfort emotionally. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the Z targets. Or not Z target, I guess. L target something yeah. so yeah. that you'll talk to me. But um, you're going through these temples by... these fucking terrifying temples Rededs, for instance yeah since ocarina are adorable in this when they dance when you have i just wear the gimdo mask (laughs) yeah that was that made me feel so much because ocarina of time Rededs. oh they still those that screen Mm -hmm. yeah that messed me up that plays a big role in ben drowned also so yeah i highly recommend again but um god like it's low you're just you are going through this three day span of time by yourself except for with Tattle. But over um and over and over. And there's only two, yeah. so much that Tattle can do, right? Or like And
1: everyone says the same things to you every day. Yeah, every yeah. Day, same thing. The thing same is like, all, especially with forget. like Andrew and it's, Cafe. Yeah.
2: The first thing you see coming out of the clock tower at dawn of the first day is Cafe coming down from the laundry pool to go to the mailbox. And seeing that all the time, like after going through I say Andrew and Cafe till like the very end because that's my favorite thing. But and I like I don't know what was going on, but like when I finally finished that last night, I just burst into because it's like a super. First of all, it was super frustrating because I kept messing it up, and then also it's one of those things that's just like very symbolic to me now for some reason. Like they're, they're again like, oh yeah, so romantic. They're gonna just get killed by a moon. Also, everyone always talks about, oh yeah, it looks like the moon's getting like eerily close, isn't it? They never say, oh look, the moon has a fucking terrifying face. <laughs> like they never <laughs> mention the moon has the face. They're just like, it looks really close, and I'm like, yeah, it also has giant teeth.
0: Well, I, they also, the, they'll like comment on it being really close and it just kind of jumps from like everybody being like, isn't that weird to everybody being like, we need to evacuate the town. The moon is going to crash into Clocktown. town. Yeah. It was yeah. like, there's just, there's just a moment where everybody like realizes that that's what's happening. Yeah. It's really bizarre. It's like the whole third day is like, it starts off fine. And then by like afternoon, everybody's terrified just for like, yeah, yeah.
1: But, you say it's bizarre, but, like, it doesn't feel out of place. Uh, like, guess... everything that's weird in this game feels like it's purposefully yeah. weird. Yeah, like, it's they're in
2: denial like... those first two days, because yeah. they want yeah. the festival to go on. They, like, want it. It's just, you know, just, like, in real life, when shit's happening, oftentimes people are in denial about it for a long time before yeah. they decide to do anything, and then when they decide to do something, it's too late.
0: Fucking Zelda. <sighs> yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Though I, I'd also like to say this, as much as there were those few kind of weird elements that didn't hold up like to the test of time, design-wise, um, or at least like gameplay-wise, there are also a few things in this that so clearly like went on to inspire a bunch of other neat stuff since then. Um, like I'm I'm a big fan of games that you play multiple times mm-hmm. and that are designed to be kind of like short, and then you reset and you go through, you learn something, you go back, you do it again. Um, and I are there games that anyone else can think of that I did mean, that something like that? I mean, that description
0: makes me think of Limbo, but I wouldn't say Limbo really draws that much from Majora's yeah. Mask. Yeah, I
3: mean, I, I mean, specifically the thing that I jump to are things like uh, 999, Virtue's Last Reward, stuff like that, where like that is the idea of the game. It's that it's a, a game that is intended to be beaten in an hour, and then you go back and you do it again, and you make different choices. Um, it right. just kind of resetting that flow of time and things like that. But even, you know, on top of that, just, I don't know, some of those really kind of thoughtful things that I don't really remember seeing a lot of before this, and it takes a little while before you start seeing them in other places, but really things where this seems to be like a big touchstone game for a lot of other developers. I mean, I, we talk about this a lot, but I, this really strikes me as a big influence for Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like <laughs> aesthetically, thematically, the moon, just in general.
2: The whole thing taking place in this one town, also. And yeah, one town, just... one night. Yeah.
3: Um, you know, in certain kind of things like that, uh, where it feels like this is. I, I'm sure that there are things that are influences for this game that I'm just not aware of. But right. I. This strikes me, though, as one of those big first instances for a lot of things that end up being just some of my favorite things to see in other games even you know bloodborne was as well but you you see it in demon souls um that idea of you go you beat the boss in the in the temple and then you've kind of unlocked that shortcut to the end of the temple you know where you can go in and since you have the remains of the boss you don't have to beat the temple again and even just things like oh well you went through you got all the way through like the um like the pirate fortress and so you got the hookshot so now the next time you go to the pirate fortress you can just hookshot your way past everything yeah you know it's that kind of like going through and finding a you have this limited run you do that run you get your thing and that makes it so that you can compress all the progress from that run down into something smaller to make your next run more productive Mm -hmm. um you know obviously you get things like that in roguelikes and it it rogue but um i don't know the way it's implemented as part of this part of a greater progression um Is something where even if there are things that did it before Majora's Mask, I feel like this was one of the first ones that really nailed that.
1: I agree. I have nothing to follow that up with because that was really well said.
0: (laughs) Yeah, to be entirely honest. Um, What I think is really interesting, I don't think there have been a lot of games since Majora's Mask that have played with time in the same way.
2: Not that I, I mean like
0: not explicitly like the idea of ne of of being contained to like a three day span of time like I guess there are probably games where you're like everything needs to happen in in this span of time right and you're so it's like oh well this whole game happens in a day or this whole game happens in a week or whatever but um but the idea of like you need there's a set number of things you need to accomplish during this time span and then you need to like start over and do it again and it's like it seems like something that if, if another game did it everybody would like oh they're just aping majora's mask but it is like a really interesting mechanic that i feel yeah. like could be applied to a bunch of different games in a bunch of different ways and and be really compelling it just yeah.
2: adds so much meaning to it also yeah. it's just yeah being confined to those three having all your work basically erase I mean, you have like the mask as like the symbol that you accomplish this and you can but everything that actually happens yeah. just like no one's gonna remember none of those characters remember what you did for them or yeah. like that they were happy at one point during your playthrough. <laughs> um there's yeah. a really
1: popular text post on tumblr right now actually like kind of a little bit about this where it's basically like character in game and it's like we need to go do this thing right now and then it's like me goes to do like 30 side quests and like takes as long as possible because it's true like a lot of games will like fake that urgency yeah. through like dialogue or they'll through... like try to
0: push you through the main quest by like yeah m- make it like creating urgency yeah they'll be like it's
1: so urgent to do this right now but then they'll go let you do a side quest and there will be no like punishment or reward for having done it or having not done it
2: yeah yeah
1: um but in this game there is absolutely and it creates like a really nice stress like it is stressful and it does hurt me mentally (laughs) and i am very affected by it but like it's also such a key part to what makes this game so fun and so like i don't know great and, and it's good to play on the train because you know that you only have that certain amount of time yeah. before inevitably it just doesn't even fucking matter <laughs> so like i'm just like oh yeah i can play an hour-long session of this on the train because that's almost the entire three-day cycle yeah. and then i don't have to like you know be in the middle of a quest and like pause it and turn it away i'll just reset time and then i'll be at the beginning and then i can do whatever i want yep.
3: yeah particularly with just that idea though of like going through and resetting things if if that is something that appeals to you i i recommend 999 to everybody but it's it's very much that you know you see this one ending where these characters are happy and then you replay the game because that's not the true ending and you learn a thing in that and then you get to this other one and they're not happy
1: did you tell me to play that
3: i tell everyone to play this game i don't introduce myself anymore people say hi i'm caroline i say hello play 999 what's the game about um you're trapped on a boat yeah you wake up um in a in a boat that is that is sinking and you'd have to do a bunch of escape the room puzzles that are interspersed with long uh like visual novel style yeah it's like a text game right yeah
1: i think i've played i think i played this because you told me to play it yeah i'm it's great
3: i recommend this game to everybody it's true it's super super good wait i have played
2: this I just remembered. Oh, it's my God.
3: not even lying. It's legitimately one of my favorite games ever.
2: And it is
1: depressing.
3: It's super depressing. It's depressing yeah. as shit. Yes. In most of the endings, everybody dies.
1: Um, a replayable game that's not depressing, Stanley's Parable. That oh, one, yeah. oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. One. That's a
0: great it's example. Parable is one of my... Ah, it's so good. It's,
1: it's like fun. a similar thing where, like, each time you play through it, you learn a little bit more, and then you kind of explore in a different direction, and you gain certain knowledge, and then... It's kind of never ending. It's kind of
2: like if if yeah. Tattle were like a British narrator <laughs> asshole, oh and Link was like a an idiot yeah. office worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's great. my description. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you how long oh I stood in that, that
1: room. <laughs>
0: The uh, the Zelda parable? Yeah. The Zelda.
3: Oh, my God.
2: Oh. Taddle just, like, yelling at you to do things and you don't do <laughs> them.
3: <laughs> we need to cut this out because this is going to make us a lot of money, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best idea. Uh, <laughs> none of you guys heard that. But, yeah. it. So, anyway, I, I think that not a lot of games do that, but I think that I would, I think I could say with a certain amount of confidence that everyone that does play with that kind of things is at least aware of majora's mask as a touchstone for that
0: yeah Hmm. i mean how can how can you not be
3: yeah
1: all right so final thoughts guys
2: fuck majora's mask is one of the best games ever yeah it's just it's it is a little bit like if you're really thinking about it it can be emotionally brutal especially if it's something that you played things that you played as a kid you already have like this emotional thing going on when you're playing it again as an adult right but especially if there are kind of like darker themes it can hit hard (laughs) um but it's definitely worth playing, even if you think you're gonna. If you if you haven't played it and you think you might be stressed out by the time limit thing, it is stressful, but it's totally worth it. Yeah.
3: It's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be, because I. It sounds like I'm a little bit of an that I didn't play this as a kid, and part of why I didn't play it as a kid was because that time limit sounded really stressful, and the game looked really scary. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like I was right on all counts. <laughs> I mean, hell, the but, cover for
0: the 3DS version of this game. Is like more terrifying. It's very spooky. Than like, yeah.
2: They basically yeah. put the
1: mask salesman, like, in the center, too, because they know that people are fucking creeped out by him. Yeah.
2: Even the ending is kind of, like, just the process of giving away the mask to the children on the moon is kind of, like, tragic in a way, because you just spend the entire game getting these masks, right? Yeah. And it's, like, a religious ritual. You're, like, handing over these masks in order to face this, like, final thing.
3: Especially knowing what some of them mean to certain people. Like, yeah. giving away the... the couple's mask. Yeah, the couple's mask. Just yeah. because this kid was just like, I want
2: masks. Yeah. You got any
3: masks? <laughs> more and it's weird it feels bad but you know then getting to play Fierce deity link and just, you know, skipping yeah. the final battle is nice yeah but yeah so it's one of those things where i i really wish that i when i was younger hadn't been like had someone come in and tell me it's like no look like it's it's super creepy and it's sad and the like time limit thing is stressful but it's not nearly as bad as like i thought it would be like i thought it would make the game like genuinely not enjoyable And that's really not the case. Like, you have enough time to do things. Yeah, especially
0: once you get the inverted song of time.
3: Right. But often it is just enough, you know? So you still have that feeling, and it's still great, and it really accomplishes everything it sets out to do. But those were all things that really kind of put me off when I was younger. And if I had, I don't know, I wish I had had some kind of helpful podcast like this to tell (laughs) me, like, no, it's super good, and it's worth it, and those things are there to make you feel a certain way not to make the game like
1: Impossible. terrible, Super
3: terrible. Yeah. yeah exactly so it's the kind of thing where like all these things are really good and yeah I was going into it I was like well now I really like games where you have to reset all the time so maybe I'll be into it now and I'm like no I still would have enjoyed this when I was younger and yeah. looking yeah. for like that more straightforward experience and because I also for a while I had been under the impression that you literally had three days of real time <laughs> to beat the game and if you got to like the final boss on hour like 71 and a half and you didn't beat it in half an hour. You had to go back and redo the whole thing. Oh I was God. like, that sounds awful.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah.
3: I want to make that now. <laughs> it would be a cool thing, but like that's way too much time for that. But it's so, like, as yeah. a kid though, I was just like, no, but so many yeah. misconceptions about this game that have yeah. gone away since. But yeah, so which is part of why I was really excited to play. It. it was just this thing that I had kind of put off when I was younger, when I'd had that first chance, um, just, because I, I had misconceptions and thought that it wasn't for me. Yeah.
1: I had a similar but opposite experience where I had misconceptions, but it was because my memory is so skewed and it was so fresh, and I was so young when I played it that mm. like Majora's Mask on N sixty four to me was like kind of scary, but like only, I only really remember the um, the like boss battle at the end and the Skull Kid on the moon and um, the cows part. And, like, The Happy Mask Salesman. Like, there are a couple things that really stick out to me. And the rest of it was, like, oh, it's just a Zelda game. And now playing in it as an adult, it's, like, it's the most depressing Zelda game ever about, like, life and, like, dying. And about, uh, you know, adult responsibilities and adult feelings that you don't have when you're a kid. You can't connect to this stuff.
0: It's about abandonment. It's about depression. Yeah.
1: Like, you... When you're an eight-year-old Caroline... I don't know about 10-year-old Cleo. That two years is kind of key. But, like, eight-year-old Caroline had no idea, (laughs) like, what was going on. And then you read all these, you know, summaries and uh, theories and even, like, I would say accurate um, interpretations of Majora's Mask. And it's just, like, it's, like, mind-changing. It's, like, when you read a really good novel and your whole perspective on, like, life has changed.
2: Yeah. Man. Oh, quickly, how do people feel about the 3D aspect?
1: I uh, barely used it. <laughs>
0: Same. I, I was mean, pretty. I did. didn't really use it out of necessity more than anything else because just when I was playing it, it wasn't really functional. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it added enough to the game.
2: See, I thought it looked really nice with 3D, but yeah. I get migraines and like eye strain. I have eye strain problems like crazy, so it wasn't. Sometimes I just had to turn it off, especially with battles because it would get all wonky. Yeah, and I like because I be yeah. mo- I move a lot when I'm like in the middle of a boss fight. Like I'm a physical person when I'm playing a game and it just didn't match well with having to keep it still enough for 3D to work.
3: I also felt like kind of mixing that 3D that I would imagine would work better on the new 3DS with the head tracking stuff, but say that's in 3D and also the fact that you can aim like your bow and your hook shot by moving. Oh yeah, that was awful. Well, see, I find myself using that a lot because it's faster than yeah. the analog stick. Oh, okay. I did all the shooting games. Yeah. yeah, so it's that kind of thing where, and, you know, I, people can attest to this, when there's, like, a thing on the ceiling that you have to shoot, and I would just be playing the game. It's like, oh, no, play, 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 look up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm sure I just looked like a crazy person, but to do that with the 3D on and have the 3D then, like, get thrown off by the fact that I'm moving the console, like, it hit the point where I was like, yeah, it just felt like
0: yeah it was more practical yeah. to be moving the 3d the 3ds for for that purpose right and so the to 3D have the, just, the 3d yeah. on i think
1: yeah. the 3d wasn't worth it but i think the remastered version is yeah I like think it's it doesn't it, it, looks it beautiful. doesn't matter if you play it with a 3d or not like however you prefer but like it's just so great yeah and it's worth it turning nice. it on
3: every so often just to see yeah but yeah, yeah. i wouldn't if,
1: you, if you're cut scenes still and stuff also. <laughs> if you have a cut yeah cut scene
3: yeah. great w- wander around clock town you know on some day when you've got like some other thing to do yeah but yeah but we yeah, generally. We to
1: do a quest. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right.
3: So that was our episode on Majora's Mask. Um, come back next month where we're going to be doing her story. And until then, thank you so much for listening. See you next month.